And now, we turn all our attention to the Rote Brothers Fantasy Football Digest. Information put out there for those avid football fans that simply live for the game. Yeah, you know who you are. Those that look for every last excuse during a busy workday to find their way to the handicapped shitter just to put in claims on the waiver wire and make any last-minute roster changes. Those that sit at the edge of their seat with a bowl of Cheetos just wondering if their team will pull off the late-game victory. While the baby is sitting there crying, you signal over to your wife to change the diaper and to hand you an ice-cold beer while anticipation builds. You, sir, have found yourself in a fourth and inches situation. Alright, what's going on everybody? I hope you enjoyed that uh, intro, trying something new out. Kind of where I got the uh, inspiration for that. As a kid, I always listened to the, uh, well, as a kid, it's even funnier for Bud Light, but the whole Bud Light Presents, it's like that one minute clip of some crazy situation and just advertisement. So, something funny we're trying out every week. I'm going to try to do something different, just kind of give you guys a little chuckle to start off each podcast, but I hope you enjoyed it. But anyways, you guys are in for quite the treat tonight. We got Dan McKee, Mr. Last Place himself, a.k.a. Saquon These Nuts. Saquon These Nuts, come on, let's hear an intro here. Excited to be here, guys. You know, five marks deep, I'm, I'm ready to get into it. Five marks deep, so is Tequila your go-to then? Oh, man, it gets me fired up to talk about some football. I'll tell you that, Nate. To drown out the awful loss that you endured last week. Yeah, that, that was pretty bad, I know. Interesting. I like that. And uh, Henderson did have quite the game. I was kind of a little bit of a hater towards the beginning. I, I figured he'd do some work, but I didn't think he'd uh, he'd produce or get the amount of carries he did. So that was uh, that was encouraging for your team. And, hey, I'll say it over and over again, man. This league is all about depth. And more specifically, it's about depth in the running back position. So, Dan, I agree with you, man. I think you'll be more than just fine. This is where people tend to get a little antsy. Saquon is going to be just fine, as my boy Aaron Rodgers says it in Green Bay. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. It's going to be just fine. Well, Rodgers, I'm telling you, definitely with the look he's going for. I mean, Shailene Woodley's kind of known to be a little more... um, live on the edge, free spirit, kind of not really uh, is uh, um, hygienic is uh, per se my palate. But, um, but yeah, he's got that hobo look going on, the long, greasy hair, and he definitely looks older than the oldest man in the league, uh, Tom Brady. So what do you think, Zach? Well, you know, it was a great week for football. Uh, welcome back, everybody. It's good to be back here. Um, and man, oh man, a lot of Bud Lights were drank this weekend, you know, uh, a lot of head shaking, you know, watching some fantasy players bust and watching some sneakers uh, kind of break out, some injuries, you know, we had a little bit of everything this week, um, some close games, some really good games down to the wire, a couple of games. Games to the wire, talk about the uh, Ravens, Monday. man, I know it was a late game, but man, I am telling you, it was... Uh, it was crazy, man. It was one of those games that was a nail-biter towards the end. And not even a fan of either team. 
But the fact that the amount of uh, excitement that game brought to me is, I gotta say, man, it's just football. Football being back this time of year, there's something great about it, man. I, I just, I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, you know, and uh, as a as a winning team this week, unlike uh, one of us here, um, it was great to see my team pull out the arguably the upset against the Buffalo Buffaloes, and uh, so that was good to see. And uh, I'm excited for my. Yeah, team speaking of that, I am sorry, Ricky. I did we did not mean to jinx your team, man. But hey, like I said, it is early. You got time. It's an extended season. You got that extra game. You are more than fine, buddy. I, uh, I have no doubt you'll make it in playoffs, so call it, be superstitious, whatever you may, but uh, you'll be just fine, man. Um, so, yeah, exciting to say the least, man. Like I said, I think Thursday and Monday were, uh, were the biggest, uh, biggest and the baddest games. And I forgot to mention, too, Jerome is out today. He will be back uh, probably on Thursday. What we're going to try to do is two podcasts a week. Tuesday, we're going to try to recap uh, scores, crazy stuff that happened, injuries, stuff like that. Kind of do a little recap of the matchups for that week. And um, Thursday, we're going to try to, again, always give our predictions on matchups, what we like, what we don't like, any kind of shade that we can throw on people. You already know uh, we're going to be about it. So, yeah, I got you, Dan. We got you. Um, yeah, so, um, Zach, what do you think uh, was the biggest craziest baddest game that kind of stuck out to you this uh this weekend i was muted that whole time i'm sorry folks um you know the game that got me the most excited uh was the one i probably had the most on my nfl ticket this weekend and that was the Bengals and the vikings you know i had my eyes on burrow i am a cincinnati native so you know that is Kind of my team, and uh, it was great to see Joe Burrow look semi-comfortable, you know. Uh, the offensive line wasn't too atrocious. You know, the Minnesota defense from last year wasn't that good. This year they didn't look that great either. Um, and then, holy moly, Woo! Joe Mixon. He uh, he looked absolutely fantastic. Uh, I don't know what Nate was talking about, but, uh, you know, he's, he's, you know, in a positive to neutral game script. Uh, he saw, what, like 29 carries and four targets. You know, it, it's really hard to match that volume. So I think he's going to be, you know, one of the volume kings and probably a top five running back as long as he stays healthy. And I think another, you know, in addition to the Joe Burrow uh, storyline, we had Jamar Chase, the rookie, the first rounder. You know, everybody was really scared of him. And we saw his value actually drop a lot in the draft. And uh, he probably didn't even go to the sixth or seventh round. And he looked fine. You know, all the training camp reports were that he couldn't see the ball. He couldn't catch the ball. He didn't know how to run anymore. You know, he was running backwards, sideways. But, man, he looked like he knew how to run on Sunday. And uh, he caught that long touchdown. I think he finished with 100 yards and a score. Yeah. So, Joe. man, uh, the Bengals are an ex. Uh, they did look good against the Vikings. Obviously, the Vikings had big penalty issues. I watched that game a lot, and man, could they not get it together? Zimmer, you know, 
really struggling there to keep his team together. I, I, this is be my first hot take of the night. I've had Joe Mixon on the fancy teams in the past. I, I'm just not a Joe Mixon guy. The man's averages four yards a carry his entire career. I don't think he's gotten double-digit touchdowns once yet in his career. I mean, he's, he had a good game Sunday for sure, but uh, he's still got a lot to prove. I've still never been sold on Joe Mixon as a top five or even top ten running back in the NFL. So that's the thing. I mean, I'll kind of add on to that, um, and that's why my hype around Joe Mixon. I mean, of course, anyone that's healthy has potential. I mean, he is among the most explosive players. He has the uh, he has no ceiling. Um, I mean, like you said, if he stays healthy, he's going to have that that workload that you need to put up conse- uh, consecutive big points. And I'm excited about it, man. I really am. But it's just I'm a long term guy. I look at playoffs, and you know. I think uh, it only does you so good if, if he, he gives you six good games and he's out the rest of the year. So I, I'm just praying every time he gets tackled, I hope they're uh, putting a little, nice little fluffy pillow underneath him so he doesn't get uh, banged up by playoff time. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, four yards a carry is fine when you're getting 30 carries a game. Uh, you know, that's 120 yards. Um Really, the biggest question for me is going to be the injury concern. You know, if he stays healthy, he's fine, uh, like Nate said. So, you know, it doesn't matter how efficient you are as long as you get the volume. Volume is king. And, uh, you know, it's, it'll be fun to watch them. I, my biggest concern with Joe Mixon, though, you know, that was a positive game script. You know, they were up pretty much the whole game. Uh, my concern is when, you know, they play the Steelers and they go down 21 to nothing in the first half or, you know, some big ups or, you know, some big score differential. And they got to make that that push in the second half. Is Joe Burrow going to be dumping the ball off to Joe Mixon or is he going to be trying to make those big plays uh, with, you know, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase? So that's my biggest concern is if he if he bounce or if he is game script proof or is he just good in these uh, in these positive Absolutely. wins? I agree with that. Uh, let's also shift gears your Browns, man. Browns have given the Chiefs a hell of a fight. I know uh, Baker threw that last, uh, oh, the minute left, that interception. But, I mean, they were driving the ball down. They look kind of good, man. And, and to put that kind of score up against the Chiefs, that's that's impressive. I got to say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, who are you more of a fan of, Zach? You more of a fan of the Bengals or the Browns? Hey, you know, uh, this weekend I was, you know, I was repping my Baker Mayfield jersey. Uh, you know, I've been up in Cleveland now for four years, so it, it's hard to not root for them. Uh, but, you know, I'm an Ohio, an Ohio boy through and through from down south to up north. So, you know, I like to see all the Ohio teams win. Uh, the Browns did look fine to me, you know. Um, the buffed punt, I don't know if you, like in the fourth quarter, um, that was – that was sad to see because I think they would have been just fine, you know, would Patrick Mahomes stomp down the field and score that anyway. But, you know, to give him the ball on the 20-yard line, down by a score, and then he just dumps one off to Travis Kelsey, who goes right to the house. So that was tough to see in the fourth quarter, them just give the ball away like that. Um, but all in all, you know, I'm pretty psyched about the Browns, and I think that was, a, you know, good signs and uh positive vibes from absolutely the whole speaking team. of browns too uh kareem hunt uh the reason i bring him up just earlier this evening i don't know if everyone kind of tuned in to the trade between karen's crew and pack slap 
Paxlap gave away Kareem Hunt and Aaron Rodgers uh, in exchange for Kirk Cousins and Josh Jacobs. So, interesting to see how that kind of goes. It's funny because right before Nick was saying uh, uh, kind of how shitty our league has been for trades. Um, I got to agree with him. I mean, there's – I don't know why. I don't know what mentality it is, but so many people put up this barrier that it's just any trade that comes their way, they immediately just shut it down or get this, you know, hell no reaction, man. Um I do. I do encourage everyone to kind of just look at trades before they make a decision because trading, moving pieces, picking people up waiver wires is what makes this game so much fun. So um, I think it was a good trade. I think both sides uh, benefit from it, obviously, which is why it took place. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, I love to see it. This is the second trade that's happened this year. So um, like to see people are moving pieces around and uh, making necessary moves to to get their team just right. Yeah, I, I think it's a pretty even trade. I'm I'm pretty big on Josh Jacobs more than other guys are. I had him on my fantasy team last year. I really don't see Kenyon Drake stealing too many carries from him. I, I think Jacobs is the far better running back. I really don't see the, the dis. I don't understand the dislike around Jacobs this year in fantasy. Uh, on the other hand, go ahead. I gotta say with Josh Jacobs, I had him last year, man, and it's it's not a lack of volume. Like he gets the touch. Yeah, he does. The, their motto is pound that pound the rock, man. I mean. Yeah. They do. They run, they run, they run. But, man, it's just – he. yeah, he gets 30 carries, but, you know, for two, three yards, I mean, it just doesn't – Yeah, do but we were saying the same thing about Joe Mixon, but Josh Jacobs also scores touchdowns. He had two last night. This year, yeah. Two last night. He had an excellent game. Don't get me wrong. And uh, uh, for sure, taking a look at uh, – let's see here. Let's take a look at that box score. I want to see what the trade-off was for – Yeah, so Josh, Josh Jacobs had – only 10 carries last night, uh, but he did have those two touchdowns. Now, I think that comes down to game script. You know, they were down 14 to nothing, you know, before you could even blink and finish your first beer uh, watching that game. So I knew they weren't going to run the ball a whole bunch to Josh Jacobs. Um, it looked like they were early in the game, you know, their first couple drives, but obviously it wasn't working against that stout defense of the Ravens. But, yeah, it's good to see him get those two touchdowns, but – I think the bigger uh, the bigger talk of the town here is Mr. Darren the Walrus taking 19 targets. Hey, was... That is a huge target share. Huge target share for the big boy, and he did catch that touchdown. Holy moly, I needed him. I've got him in a couple leagues, actually, uh, and I needed him to score 11 points for me to win in one of my other leagues. And, yeah, he almost tripled that. So uh, it was good to see him do well after a slow start. Absolutely, 19, dude. That is wild. That is insane. I would trade big money for that. You got him what? That was a fourth-round steal, right? Yeah, early fourth round. Uh, he went before George Kittle, too. Uh, second tight end that late, I was pretty excited to see. And, uh, yeah, I'm really happy with that wild, value. Yeah, wild, wild, for sure. Um, it's going to be interesting, too. Uh, first week that we're finally processing waivers. Um, so anyone that hasn't done so, go ahead and put those through. They process through the night. Um, uh, kind of expand on that a little bit um, for those fab dollars. I know I got a couple questions today of people saying they don't really know how to operate or see where to put that in. Uh, yellow indicates that they are on waivers. If you go ahead and add them, click the add button down there. It says FAB offer. So your min offer is what you put in, and your max offer is 100. So you have 100 through the whole season. So, um, I mean, I'll just say it, it's no secret. The guy that uh, is replacing Raheem Mostert is going to be a big pickup this week. But 
Um, the excitement of it is no one knows how many uh, fab points or dollars, whatever you want to call it, that they're putting on them. So um, go ahead and set those uh, waiver wire uh, claims, and uh, we'll see who gets what. But I'm actually interested. That's kind of the first big player to see. But um, just kind of speaking of that, I was looking more into that uh, backfield there in uh, San Fran. First off, Raheem Mostert, man, every single podcast piece of advice anything said red flags all over that guy just because of his uh, injury injury pass so sure enough he you know, leaves the game early and i don't know if people have been following it but he is ruled out for the remainder of the season with knee and uh, season ending knee surgery required so uh, he is for sure going to be out for the season um it's going to be interesting to see but that, i was going to mention that that was my biggest surprise is that uh, uh trey sermon didn't come in to play anything i don't know there have been rumors going around about uh, speculations about you know things that I don't I don't believe but um, yeah some something's going on there man I mean he was supposed to be a given I mean that was what he's there for man that was supposed to be the the role that he filled so I don't know what goes into that and kind of again kind of what creates this uh, interesting point for Fab kind of seeing what what kind of dollars people are willing to put down for uh, that replacement there um, so what do you guys think. Well, I'll start off here. Um, yeah, the Trey Sermon scratch on, uh, I think that was Saturday or Sunday when that news broke. That was really surprising, um, you know, and kind of all the talk that I've been hearing on some of the other guys I listened to, and and they were saying that, you know, they had zero inclination that Trey Sermon was not going to be the backup. Um, you know, how do these people, these professional sports writers, watch the San Francisco 49ers for you know two months of training camp and preseason and they're saying yep he's the second guy he's gonna be there and then gets everybody hype and then all of a sudden Kyle Shanahan says nah he's not even gonna play week one he's not even gonna suit up you know and it's it's kind of crazy and I it kind of worries me about his value I know I got him in a few leagues because you know I was willing to take the shot in like the sixth seventh round when you kind of lose a lot of those uh, starting running backs uh, just for the potential. And, you know, it's good to see – well, not good to see Raheem Mostert go down, but for Trey Sermon, it's good to see him go down. And that, this is what everybody expected. And then now he's not going to play, so it's it's kind of a little nerve-wracking. I'm not sure who's got Trey Sermon in this league, but I don't know if you hold him or you drop him. You know, it's kind of a tough decision. Yeah, I, I wouldn't – Put, uh, personally, I wouldn't put too much of the budget trying to get, um, trying to pick up who they're going to use there. I, I see that probably being running back by committee situation. Uh, you know, typical pass experience. The first, uh, the guy's name is Mitchell. I know we keep referring to that guy. We don't Elijah know. Mitchell, right, right. Elijah Mitchell, so. Yeah, I, I wouldn't personally put too much stock on him. I think, um, there's going to be better, there's going to be more significant injuries down the road here and better options to spend your budget on picking up waiver wire players. Yeah, and they're not going to, they're not going to blow out the Lions every week either, and they're not going to score 47 yeah. points. So that's another thing to keep but the in thing mind. about it, I mean, kind of just to elaborate more on that fab, I mean, whatever your min bet is, I mean, if, if you put $9 on them and the, and the winning bid is 11 I mean, you get those $9 back. So don't be afraid to put something that you're comfortable losing on them. I mean, you can throw a couple bucks, six, eight, whatever you want to, man. I mean, it's kind of new to everyone, so I understand the confusion and, and kind of, 
misunderstanding of how much really fab dollars replicate, but um, but yeah, use them how you want them, man. You can use them as uh, trade trade uh, leverage too. It's it's kind of whatever you whatever you want with them. So right, right. All right. Um, you know, I say we do a quick run through. Do you guys want to go through the uh, winners and losers? Yeah, of our fantasy league. All right. Um, so let's just do that real quick. You know, we won't go into too much detail, um, but just we start from our predictions. Uh, <laughs> sure, Nate. Do you want to start no, with the high I points? No, I managed to get high points. I played myself, too, because I actually spoke to Zach. I said, Zach, what do you think? Uh, Raheem Mostert or uh, would you throw my boy, your boy, actually, since it's your Bengals, T. Higgins in? He goes, oh, dude, I'd definitely throw in Raheem Mostert. But he did say, don't hold me accountable if it doesn't come through, so... That was my bad, man. It always seems those last-minute roster changes and moves. You always want to tweak something, but it always seems to, you know, bite you in the ass. So, um. Well, in my defense, I mean, the, the 49ers went off as I expected, and you saw what their backup running backs did. Uh, it just sucks. You can't predict injury, and maybe with him, I guess you can at this point. It's been, what, four or five seasons. Uh, but – Hey man, he ran uh, two for twenty. That's ten yards a carry. I'll, uh, that's yeah. pretty efficient. So, but yeah, I did manage to get. I think I yeah two hundred nine point two eight. So pretty happy with it. And got some depth on my bench, man. That's the biggest thing. I had T Higgins fifteen point eight. Uh, Corey Davis twenty six point seven. Singletary still surprising nine points. I knew it wasn't gonna be anything huge, but uh, still nine points is pretty solid for a um, swap in uh, reliever for a, a bye week or. Flex position if, if you're really struggling a week and uh, Jalen uh, Rigor, so I love it, man. AJ Green was a bust, probably gonna drop him, but you just gotta like the name, man. Just like um, Antonio Brown, huge performance. That name is still there for some legends. The old Nate is still begging for that old, old, uh, old legend status. I mean, it's in the name, Madden's Legends, man. I just I love it. But uh, but yeah, so. Um, Kind of, since we're on me here, we'll just kind of break the matchup down. I played Charleston Storm. Um, man, I honestly think he just had a bad week. I really don't think his team is uh, anything bad. I think kind of shocked Baker Mayfield only had 13 points. But, I mean, he still, his worst, weakest link was uh, Andrews, man. That was kind of a shock to me. I thought he'd score more than five points. He ended up finishing that day with uh, five targets, three receptions for 20 yards, man. Lamar just kind of. Took over, ran the ball all over the place. Kind of looked like, uh, you know, me playing some of my buddies in Madden. But what do you guys think? You want to take a um, – Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of agree with, with uh, what you were saying, Nate. Um, he, he, he looked pretty sharp. Uh, and uh, going back off of what you're saying, I'm kind of looking over your roster now. I I think you have a good team. I was pretty impressed. I didn't think you put up 200 points, but uh, between McCaffrey, Mixon, Lockett, and Murray, uh, you certainly got a pretty good front core there. If I can stay healthy, man, I'm telling you, I didn't think Hunter Henry was going to score a single point, but I'm telling you, just like Zach said, you got to coach these guys. You got to talk to them. You got to give them love. You got to get their head in the game. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I called him up at halftime. I said, look, man, I started you this week. You're really going to give me a goose egg. And <laughs> I guess his half-assed performance gave me six points. I guess that's better than a goose egg. But hey. Can you, can you, can you talk, talk to your boy, Robert Tanyan, too, who only got me 2.8 points? 
Hey, it was just a bad week in Green Bay, man. That was, uh, I don't think anyone said a word on the flight home on that one. That was, yeah. that was embarrassing, man. I, I saw some statistic. I think they were like uh, last 13 seasons and won their opener. So that was one of those games. I know Dan's going to uh, eventually introduce it kind of uh, big on the whole um, side bet kind of dealio. But, man, I that was the one bet at place, man. I thought Packers for sure had that in wraps. But yeah, they got a... Uh, Got a long week of practice ahead of them, to say the least. Yeah, that was sad to see. Um, my question for you, Nate, is going to be who replaces Raheem Mostert so, this week awesome in your question. flex? I'm always at one person, dude, on Monday. I know I tell you guys that even if they get two points, dude, I get so pissed at them. I wish I could just drop them and take those two points off just because they piss me off so much when you get such a piss-poor performance, but... To answer your question, man, I threw Corey Davis in there, man. It took a little bit of time. I know you've been hyping him up, but, again, somebody has got to throw to somebody in uh, in the Jets, man. So he's projected uh, 13.74 there against the Patriots. I think think he'll be fine. I think he's a solid play. I can either swap in Corey Davis or Higgins, but it's going to be a toss-up between those guys. Higgins is going against the Bears defense. I think I will stick with Corey Davis on that spot. Yeah. And uh, Zach Wilson looked pretty good in the second half. Um, if he continues to improve and keep that up, Davis could end up being a solid option as, uh, as your flex mate. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, I thought he'd be good. I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't think he'd be this good, though. I mean, he only had seven targets, five receptions, nothing crazy. His two uh, receiving touchdowns did kind of give him that boost, but – um, I still think, though, man, he's going to be a work in flex, uh, maybe like a wide receiver 3-4. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I'm happy to have him on my team, man. Again, good roster, good bench. I'm excited. So we'll move on to the next matchup. Um, that concluded uh, me versus Charleston Storm. Chili Packers, the guy that got a lot of hate from us uh, in the first two episodes, but he took the win over Dan's mom. That was where that one was 181.57 to 177.07. So happy for Chili Packers. And this is kind of interesting, too. I kind of want to ease into this because I know this is the uh, mentality that Paxlap kind of was going into, but makes the super flex even that much more interesting. Um you know, these explosive quarterbacks, there's not too many guys, too many wide receivers, too many running backs that put up like 36. You know, it's just a lot easier, in my opinion, to score uh, big numbers in the QB position as opposed to wide receiver running back. So Russell Wilson with 36, pretty crazy. Um, everyone else on his team performed. He also had, uh, didn't he have Tom? He had Tom Brady. So Tom Brady, though. If you look at just those quarterbacks, 41 and 36, I mean, man, that's those are big points there. So almost half of... Uh, know his uh final ending score so like i said that qb position is solid i don't know do you guys know if there's anyone that didn't use an extra quarterback there in that uh super flex position yeah i don't think so i think everybody started two quarterbacks as you should uh they just have a, i mean a much higher floor than any other position so yeah, yeah. and he's and he's got two top 10 guys right there wilson and brady uh, which is obviously huge for what's basically a 12-team, two-quarterback league. Uh, I, I also like, you know, his Cardinals guys. Uh, I think it was a value to get Hopkins. I, I still think Hopkins is a top-three receiver in the league. He kind of showed that on Sunday. Uh, I I, uh, I like the Chili, the Chili Peckers. Uh, yeah, like I said, man, I mean, all we are is, uh, you know, we're like that fat kid eating potato chips watching the Olympics telling people they're jumping wrong or, you know, kind of laughing at him for doing something wrong, but 
All we are, man, we're just a couple guys bullshitting about football and a little microphone here. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, um, it's crazy, man. People take you by surprise. Um, and like I said, Chili Peckers, I'm glad he's doing it, man. I like to see it. It's, I like that underdog story. So I, I, I very well much so hope that he does make it a playoff, makes a good run. Yeah, and I don't think Dan's mom should be uh, should be too upset about this week. You know, it's a long season. He did drop 177. That's very respectable. That would have beat most people. Uh, so it's, it's tough to take a loss with that many points scored. Uh, but the highlight here, folks, is going to be Derrick Henry. Uh, he kind of really took a dump this week, only 10 points, uh, only 58 yards and three back. catches uh, for 20 Not yards there. Yeah, he'll bounce back. So I don't I don't think Dan's mom should be uh, should be reaching for the tissues yet. He uh, needs to keep his chin up. And, uh, What's that other guy that plays two? out there in Tennessee? Uh, Tannehill. Leo Jones, oh. man. Yikes! Oh yeah. I called it. I called it. I called it. I'll say again. I called it. He's, He's still a great value. Uh, he, he was he was he was hanging in there for a while. He, he was the top receiver available for I think like a round and a half. I, I was, like, like two, two picks, picks away from getting him. I really wanted it. But, uh, I will say this. Julio Jones will put up probably two or three hundred receiving yard games. He will be in clutch, and he's going to get everyone hyped that picked him that as early as they did. They're going to say, I told you so, I told you so. But I'm telling you, man, overall, I think he's going to finish the season with about 800 receiving yards. Nothing nothing special, man. Um, so I, I think he was his, his uh, ADP was way higher than what it should have been, man. Um, and not to mention, I mean, that's not even accounting for uh, his lingering injuries that he's encountered in the past. So we'll see. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on here. Um, I'll introduce the next matchup. Um, let's jump into our boy Dan's matchup, uh, Saquon D. Nuts uh, and Karen's crew. And uh, the Jeopardy Aaron Rodgers does take the W here, 140.06 to 100.08. You know, I alluded to this when I introduced this matchup uh, on Saturday night, but it's the crustiest of the crust here, folks. Um, And Saquon, these nuts, I am a little scared uh, for Saquon, for James Robinson, the Packers will be okay, uh, but you know, uh, he's he's you don't win your you don't win your league at the draft, and it's only week one, so I think he's gonna have to make some moves, uh, you know, to to kind of bounce back here. Uh, but you know, we've got Dan with us today, so can you defend yourself? Do you want to yeah. tell us your plan? You wanna... uh, it was it was an ugly first showing for sure. Um, I, I didn't take Barkley at the eight spot, thinking he was gonna be provide immediate production out the gate. Uh, obviously, Barkley's proven himself that when he's healthy, he's a top five running back in the league. Um, Robinson had a bad game. Uh, you know, it, it was T. Law's first game with the new offense. Uh, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put too much on Robinson right now. Uh, I'm actually not gonna start in week two against the Broncos defense. Uh, instead, I'm gonna start uh, Jamal Williams and uh, Derek Henderson or Daryl Henderson in, in those spots. Um, I do think we, while my team underperformed week one, I, I do think I have a lot of talent, a lot of depth at multiple positions. Uh, I'm not ringing the, uh, the alarm bell just quite yet. I agree, Dan. I think the only player that really worries me is uh, um, Sutton, man. I, 
I just well, but again, Jerry he's uh so. he's on my bench now. Um, Sutton is is on my bench. Uh, I'm gonna be starting Marvin Jones next week at that second receiver spot. But I gotta ask, James Robinson got four fewer carries uh, than Carlos Hyde. That's something we didn't expect. Uh, no, not at all. Not to mention, man, he only had five rushing attempts. So it's hard to kind of make a whole lot happen on just five uh, rushing attempts. Yeah, it was incredibly disappointing, especially for, you know, what the media was saying, that Robinson would be seeing a, a wide, wide bulk of carry, especially when they had the, the injury to their, their other running back in Jacksonville. Uh, Robinson was, was supposed to be getting, you know, 80% of the, of the touches. Uh, it's not what we saw week one. Um, so I'm not going to drop him yet. I'll hold him for another week. He's not, I'm not going to start him this week. You know, I'm going to go Jamal Williams uh, and Henderson for now. Uh, but again, how, not, how, how did Williams do? I'm just curious about that. <laughs> they put up 25. Uh, he, <laughs> we got Zach into this head, man. Yeah, he's, uh, he was a good pickup for me in the draft. Uh, for sure, man. Um, anyways, I just want to say this blanket ship. I think you'll be fine just because of blanket ship, man. <laughs> the guy loves Legos. He loves Legos and the goggles. goggles. Legos, man. Yeah. But, uh, but, hey, I don't know if anyone saw. He had a picture uh, with him and uh, DK, man. Um, I don't know if that was recent or any time uh, um, this year, but he had a picture next to DK. Everyone's kind of saying, can't believe these two guys play in the same league. So pretty interesting uh, player and funny uh, stance on, on the NFL. So Yeah. Yeah. Now, 140 for Karen's crew is definitely was the over – over on what I had set the line at for him uh, at 100 even. And really the only reason he got there was the incredibly efficient performance from Jameis Winston uh, against the Packers. Now, I, I heard somewhere that 148 passing yards uh, is, the, is the record for the lowest passing yards with five touchdowns. That is efficiency that you're never, ever going to see. Um, so no, Jameis Winston is not going to do that every week. Don't get excited. Karen's crew, you're going to lose plenty of games, uh, starting Sony Michelle, well, like, kind of what are you doing? That, Two rush yards. Good job. Jacobs. I know he has Mark Ingram, but man, I don't think that's something going to stick for 10 points. Consistently. Yeah. So I'm actually surprised he made the move. I mean, I no. would have been fine with Kirk Cousins and Jameis Winston, but. Uh, felt the need for Rodgers. Uh, I mean, if that's the way he wants to go. But, man, I'm still seeing a, a void there in his run. Yeah. Mike Davis and Sony Michelle. I know. I know. So, uh, I know my son. Uh, oh, no, you're all good, man. Uh, I know my son hypocritical, you know, having lost him by 49 points week one. I, I really I don't like Karen's crew roster. I, I'm looking at this team again now. He, obviously, we knew he had a lot of controversial picks. Uh, you know, Mike Evans and what's already a stacked Tampa Bay offense with their options. Odell Beckham Jr., a little bit of a weird pick. Jameis Winston at the flex. You know, some weird picks in there. I'm looking at his bench now. Uh, Ingram is, is not going to do anything, I don't think. Uh, I'm not big on Galladay, even as a Giants fan. I, I just I, I don't see the potential for this team uh, to, to make a playoff push. I got to agree with that. Remind me of the trade so, again. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. And, um, Kareem Hunt is who he's receiving. Oh, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, he had Kareem Hunt. So he will throw in Kareem Hunt there probably for Sonny Michelle. But Kareem Hunt and Mike Davis is still a hippie mix. But sorry to answer your question. It is uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Kareem Hunt for Kirk Cousins and Josh Jacobs. So I, okay. 
Yeah, so it was interesting. I, I see that he benched Josh Jacobs and started Sony Michelle. Yeah, what I, was he I doing? Say that was, That's uh, insane. I don't know. Maybe, like I said, maybe did what um, I did and just had a last minute, uh, said fuck it and just threw him in there and went to see what happened. But who knows? But yeah, yeah. I think we all agree. Well, uh, we're not too crazy about it, but hey, next week we may be saying uh, something different here. So. Yeah. Let's uh let's go to your matchup, man. I'm actually very surprised that Buffalo Wings only put up the amount he did. Let's take a deeper look. Uh, Fitzpatrick uh, expected to miss six. Yeah, that's eight a bummer. Weeks. Wasn't he out before this game started? Or was that during the game? No, he got hurt during the game. Okay. No, no. I, for some yeah. reason, I thought this was news before, but um, yeah, that sucks. I mean, anytime you take a this is worse than a huge egg, man. Negative point two eight. So. That yeah. sucks, but um, still feel confident, man. Calvin Ridley's going to still pop off. McLaurin, I know he didn't have a huge outing. Aaron Jones, Clyde Slayer. Again, I still think this guy's stacked. I don't care what this week says. He's fine. Miles Sanders actually did a lot better than I thought he would, putting up 17. 15 rushing attempts, still great volume. 74 rush yards, and uh, played a little bit in the receiving game. So, um, again, if not, I even with what happened this week, I feel even better than I did last week with the projection I made. So, He's got, again, what you said, Jamar Chase, 24 points. Marquise Brown, 19. This guy's going to be more than fine. He's going to have multiple trading pieces that maybe can offload on teams that could use extra depth. So, But, yeah, I, did, I totally skipped yeah. over your team, Zach. I mean, 148, and still a name that I think deserves uh, more gratitude. The Baba Uke. Even though the Baba Uke should be maybe the Baba Puke. The Baba Yikes. Bench. That's what he was. Again, this I mentioned earlier, another guy that they said was supposed to pop off, man, and just be explosive, man. How do you come out there and score zero points? He Well, he got – I mean, he didn't get benched, but he got uh, – they, they threw somebody in as the wide receiver two over him. I can't remember his name because nobody knows him. But he uh, – he yeah, I mean, he got – Brandon Ayuk, I think, win barely, maybe five plays, but – Zero targets, a big old goose egg. It's really tough for me because I, I do I drop him? No, you don't drop Brandon Ayuk. Uh, the potential is still there. Um, I think he will get worked in as the year goes on. Uh, for some reason, Kyle Shanahan and him, I think, are having a little, a little so, argument. Man. And, of course, Brandon, I, Brandon Ayuk was also hurt. Yeah, he's got the hamstring. Uh, over the summer. With, so that also hurts his um, – Hurts his playing time, too, and I think that, that plays into it. So we'll see where that goes. You know, I'm probably going to hold him for a few more weeks and then maybe try to just trade the name or <laughs> or just drop him, man, because I don't need the bench. I don't need the clogged bench with, you know, a, a him and Han, and that's never a fun game to play. Uh, but I do like probably in his place I'll be starting – uh, yeah, I don't know who I'm starting this week. It's kind of a tough matchup. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about that. But uh, Henry Ruggs was butt cheeks. Um, maybe Michael Pittman or LaVisca Chenault. Probably LaVisca Chenault. He had yeah, seven Chenault, catches. I mean, 13, I wouldn't really consider a quiet game. I'd probably plug him in. Um yeah, he, you know, this is my flex, so I could also go waiver wire here. You know, I've got some juicy fab pickups this week. Hopefully one of them will drop for me. And um, 
We'll see. You know, you never know. But I do think my team has much better potential than this. You know, winning with a goose egg is always is always nice. And then Allen Robinson, only ten points. You know, he'll do, he'll have much better days. I think once Fields gets the start, it'll be, uh, and then Gibson will. Week two? I know he got some playing time there at the end there and scored his first touchdown. So happy for Ooh. that guy. You know, against a soft Bengals defense, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be dumb for Chicago to do. But I don't think they're going to pull the trigger yet. Now Fitzpatrick, yeah, Fitzpatrick going down does hurt Antonio Gibson as well. And um, you know he had 90 yards and three catches, but the two fumbles really scares me. And then um, yeah, but he did look like a true workhorse running back yeah. here, um, just like everybody was kind of projecting, which is good to see. You know he saw some targets. And he saw uh, almost, I think, all the rushing work. You know, it was kind of a negative game script. And, you know, Fitzpatrick going down hurts the offense tremendously. Yeah. So we'll see how it Yeah, plays I, I think he'll stay in. Just, just having the running back combo of Gibson and Chubb is going to keep you in most of the games. Um, I really believe those are probably going to be end up being two top ten fantasy running backs this season. Yeah. Well... You know, I got the win, so that's all that matters. Um, let's the jump into of the one week. of our really. I know this costs even a little more. Uh, really, really close. So, just kind of throwing this out here. I have been texting Nick. Nick's going to try to hop on the podcast on Thursday. So, everyone's got to stay tuned to that one. Uh, maybe we will unveil the real reason why Zach's got a poster of him in his room, maybe. Zach, you know, <laughs> maybe talk about that a little bit. Well, yeah, the man's got like 0% body fat. I know the man's got a lot to say. I know he's going to be bringing the heat, as Nick always does. And I'm excited, man. That's what makes this uh, podcast interesting. So we're going to try to coordinate that. The drums will be back on Thursday for sure. So um, very excited. Looking forward to that. But, man, um, again, this kind of wraps into that Monday night game, man. His uh, Carlson, the kicker, man. Pulling, uh, pulling that last field goal before uh, overtime, man, to put his team on top. So crazy. But I think the even bigger story on this is the amount of points Paxlat put up. Again, just like uh, the Chili Packers was another team that we didn't really see much much uh, hope for. Um, but uh, even with Aaron Rodgers scoring three points, i got to say this is a hell of a performance. I mean, wild, man. Patrick Mahomes, 40 points, doesn't surprise me there. Hill doing his thing, throwing up the peace sign. Saw that a couple times that night, and uh, wild man. Um, I think Kittle underperformed. I think he's still got some work he can do. So maybe Packside can turn it around, man. Uh, especially with that trade that took place. I'll be interested to see kind of where that ends up. Yeah, um, I think Adam Thielen is a highlight for me here. Uh, everybody was off on Adam Thielen for some reason. You know, nothing really looked off to me. You know, he looked great. He was clearly um, Kirk Cousins' uh, favorite end zone target there. Uh, two two touchdown catches. That's really nice to see On uh, with nine total receptions. That's, that's fantastic volume. And uh, I think Minnesota's going to be down a lot this year. So I think he'll be catching plenty of touchdowns. So he's a great value there. Um, with the potential to finish as a top-ten wide receiver, as he usually does. 
um, people were just off because Justin Jefferson. The I hot think that's dude, what makes know? him a little bit better, man. Um, um, a lot of people uh, either double teaming or, or kind of spending uh, more attention on him. So maybe that frees up, gives him an easier matchup that he can kind of run his routes and do his thing and yeah. put up the uh, points that he has in the previous seasons. Yeah. And then on Nick's side, the highlight here is going to be Debo Samuel. Uh, nobody expected Debo Samuel to get almost 200 yards uh, with nine catches in a, in a bomb touchdown. Really, literally long touchdown there from Jimmy, the grandpa. Uh, I know he's not that old. He just – he seems like – he plays like an old guy. He just kind of just walks around. Uh, I don't like watching him play. He's kind of boring. But Trey Lance came in and threw a touchdown. That was kind of kind of fun to see. Um, but really, besides Debo Samuel – Nick with the balls to play Tyson Williams, and then of course Tyson Williams busts out what like that thirty yard touchdown in the first half. That was oh, I knew it as soon as he handed the ball off. I was like, oh well, Nick's team gets the win. You know, squeaks by like usual. So now I, I, I uh, can't remember. Was takes, he drafted by him or did he pick him up? Uh, he drafted Tyson Williams in the fourteenth round because we drafted. After J.K. Dobbins was hurt, but before, uh, yeah. but before Gus Edwards. Well, hey, I don't. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to ask him tomorrow what kind of insight he had and why he even picked him up. I mean, I wasn't a guy that was on my radar, someone I was even remotely thinking about. But hey, man, uh, those are the plays, those are the pickups, those are the late drafts, man. That I'm telling you, it puts Nick in uh, playoffs every year, and that's what I tell you guys. What everyone kind of agrees on here is that you know, uh, drafts is only a certain percentage of the total game, and. Uh, Outside movements for free agency and trades and everything else, man, is is ultimately what puts you in that place. So, hundred yep. percent. Yeah, any uh, any any takes on this? I uh, pretty much got to go with the same. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I really don't have anything else to add. All right. Um, well, I think we have one more matchup, right? Uh, King Savage and G-Money. Uh, King Savage quietly takes this win of 161 points um, over G-Money, who had a respectable 146. And I think I picked this matchup correctly, too. I might have went. I think Karen's crew is the only That's one That's what we got to go back. I know we've been kind of keeping track with. of that, but I do want to kind of keep a running, running sheet of who's most correct about these picks. Yeah. Yeah, my computer's going a little weird, but uh, King Savage would still pull out the win with Matt Ryan only scoring six points. Boy, the, the Falcons look bad. Um, and then also Najee Harris yeah. not doing well. So this is kind of a, kind of a scary team, I think. 161's not, you know, you're not going to win him a championship. But, man, if, if Matt Ryan just plays at his floor and Najee Harris kind of picks up the pace and kind of – you know, gets gets into the groove of the NFL, he could have a really, really yeah. scary team, uh, especially with David Montgomery. Yeah, he, oh man, I was pretty, I was pretty high on David Montgomery, but I did not expect him to look that good yeah. against the Rams. <laughs> against <laughs> one the of the Rams best defenses, oh, and if this wasn't a PPR league. Mon- Montgomery would have very high stock. Um, just overall, Montgomery is one of the best backs in the NFL, in my opinion. And uh, looking else at his team. Uh, Antonio Brown, Gronkowski seem like they found the fountain of youth uh, last Thursday night. They both looked impressive. Uh, obviously, Najee Harris is good. Uh, his quarterbacks are a little iffy. Uh, besides that, he's got a great team. 
I think Matt Ryan's biggest flaw is going to be his uh, his touchdowns, man. Um, just not a very good. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think they were the worst team in the red zone. So he's on a bad team. Just uh, just him finishing and, and getting those. I mean, ultimately touchdowns are what makes uh, quarterbacks get the points that they do. So just that yardage, man, is not going to get him very far. So. Um, yeah, like you said, just kind of below average uh, quarterbacks. Mac Jones, I'm not too worried about. I think he's going to have a, a better game. I mean, he didn't have a bad game by any means. I'm just saying as far as fantasy-wise, he had a mediocre game. Yeah. Um, I think Gronkowski and uh, Antonio Brown, they're still going to have fine games. But, again, that's going to be one of those situations where Mike Evans blows up next week and then Gronk gets, like, one pass. So, um, great week this week, but someone uh, I don't think it's going to be a dependable plug-and-chug. plug, and, plug and chug. But uh, who knows? We'll see. Yeah. 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 I'm curious to see if he's going to start Melvin Gordon next week. You just had that one big run for what? Definitely would. Outside of that. I mean, he had. Yeah. He's a, you know, he's somebody you could trade high right now. I am not convinced that the Denver offense is good yet. So I'm going to hold off and then flush Jamal. uh, Not Jamal. Javante Williams there. You know the young kid; he'll take over. I wouldn't be, but I also wouldn't be surprised if we see another twenty-five bomb. So, you know, Melvin Gordon is—he's a name. He's—he's he's still got it. You know, he can still break away the long runs. I don't think he looked slow. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but I do think Javante looked like he had a little extra something in the tank, and uh, so I think Javante Williams will take over sooner rather than later. Oh, no barking. Sorry, doggies are in here. Good, but I think we are kind of approaching, if not already at that hour mark, man. So we are trying to cut these, uh, cut these podcasts down, man. But like I was saying, we just have so much fun with them. And uh, nice enough for uh, Saquon, these nuts, to join us for the <laughs> podcast this week. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And then, like I said, stay tuned. Thursday, we're going to try to have Nick on there if everything goes right. That may uh, hot take here, baby. It'd be the juiciest podcast that we uh, we broadcast all uh, season. So we'll see. All right. Yeah, thanks, for Dan, sure. for joining us. Uh, that was really fun. And um, it was good, good talking to you. And I really hope that uh, – you have a better week this I, week. I, I, cer- against the- <laughs> I certainly <laughs> plan on it. Uh, thanks again, fellas. It was a blast. All right, guys. I'll, I'll see you. Peace out. Take it easy.